Shalom, everyone from Jerusalem. I'm David Parsons of the Christian Embassy, coming to you from our headquarters here in Jerusalem uh, with our ICEJ weekly webinar. We want to thank everyone for joining us. We've already got lots of people coming into the Zoom. Welcome also on Facebook Live and YouTube Live. And uh, today is a special day in Israel, and we've already been busy live streaming a ceremony from earlier today. This is our regular time, 4 p.m. Jerusalem time for our weekly webinar. But some of you may be aware that at 10 o'clock this morning, there was a nationwide siren that sounded for two minutes to mark uh, Yom HaShoah, Israel's annual Holocaust Remembrance Day. And we had a whole uh, live feeds from Yad Vashem, uh, where uh, wreath laying was taking place, uh, Dr. Jurgen Bueller and uh, uh, my other colleague, uh, Mormir Kalis, were there laying a wreath on behalf of the embassy, along with the President of Israel, Prime Minister of Israel. We also brought you excerpts from last night, the, the official start, the opening of the Yam HaShoah ceremonies at Yad Vashem in, in Warsaw Ghetto Square there with the speeches of the president and the prime minister. We've taken that program from this morning. We've uh, polished it up a bit, and we're just going to go ahead and rebroadcast that now for you. And we have our translators on uh, hand. This will be new, different than this morning. We've got some, uh, let me see, we've got... Uh, uh, Chinese, French, Portuguese, Spanish, and Thai. If you're over on YouTube or on uh, the Facebook Live, if you can come over into the Zoom, uh, then you can get the, these translation options. We just want to welcome everyone again. And now we'll start uh, this morning's special broadcast, special live stream of uh, Lest We Forget our observance of Yom HaShoah, Israel's official Holocaust Remembrance Day. Thank you. Parsons, one of the vice presidents and senior spokesman here at the Christian Embassy in Jerusalem, coming to you from our headquarters on a very special day, a very special program for you today on Yom HaShoah. This is Israel's official Holocaust Remembrance Day, uh, and uh, it's a unique day in Israel. I dare say all across the world you won't find anything like it. We're starting last night at sunset, according to the Jewish day. The whole nation stops and remembers the six million Jews who perished in the Holocaust, as well as those Jewish heroes who rose up against uh, the Nazis and, and tried to defend themselves during World War II. And uh, you might be asking, why is uh, this held now? Uh, when the international community observes Holocaust Remembrance Day on January 27th. Of course, that was set by the United Nations and the European Union. 
uh, on the anniversary of the liberation of Auschwitz in 1945. But uh, Israel chose many years earlier, decades earlier, in the 50s, to start commemorating the Holocaust and remembering the, the martyrs and the heroes of the Holocaust uh, uh, according to the Warsaw Ghetto Uprising, when there were Jews who actually rose up to defend themselves in Warsaw. And this occurred in the spring of 1943. But it happened during Passover in April of 43. And because Passover is a biblical holiday commanded in the law of Moses, they don't want to hold this at that time, but they hold it uh, five days after Passover ends. So we've had Passover for eight days, and now five days later, here it is Thursday, April 28th, we're observing Yom HaShoah, Holocaust Remembrance Day here in Israel. And uh, the official ceremonies kicked off last night at Yad Vashem. We have a special partnership uh, between Yad Vashem and the Christian Embassy. And we were there, uh, had a large delegation, the formal ceremonies, very, very touching. We're going to bring you some of that today. But here in just a few minutes, on the morning of Yom HaShoah at 10 o'clock, there is a special nationwide siren. It goes for two minutes. We're going to ask you to stand in just uh, about 30 seconds to stand with us and honor the uh, victims, the heroes of the Holocaust. And there's no entertainment in Israel. All the TV program has stopped. No sports, no bars open, no movies, no anything. They're just trying to ask the people to take their time and remember um, what happened during the Holocaust. And any um, moment now, we're going to hear this siren and we'll ask everyone to stand as we do this, we're going to have some live shots. We'll be coming from the Yad Vashem uh, Warsaw Ghetto Uprising, and we have the siren now. Please stand. There are uh, traffic stopping all over the country. That's why I say this is very rare around the whole world that uh, even on the major highways, all the cars stop, everyone gets out of their car 
and holds two minutes of silence and remembrance for the victims of the Holocaust. And of course, the main ceremonies have commenced again. Uh, the main state ceremonies at Yad Vashem, Israel's official Holocaust Memorial and Museum here in Jerusalem. We have a special partnership with Yad Vashem, as I said, to uh, open up that institution to the Christian world to help teach the universal lessons of the Shoah. And we're going to be going there for uh, this morning. They hold a, a wreath-laying ceremony uh, where um, the president of Israel, the prime minister, and others uh, lay wreaths in honor of the victims of the Holocaust. Uh, the Christian embassy has also being, uh, been laying a wreath there for uh, over 15 years now. Uh, it's a very special honor. I've done it myself. We're going to have Jürgen Bueller, our president, Dr. Jürgen Bueller, and Mormir Kallis, our uh, um, international director, that are going to be over there laying a wreath for us. But in just a minute, we'll go to Warsaw Ghetto Square at Yad Vashem, where they're laying wreaths. For the read of the State of Israel, I'm honored to present President Isaac Herzog. For the read of the Government of Israel, I'm honored to present Prime Minister Naftali Bennett. Okay, as you can see, the President, the Prime Minister of Israel, many other dignitaries, the military officials uh, uh, are all laying wreaths there at Yad Vashem this morning. It is a rare occasion where the President and Prime Minister of Israel appear at the same event at the same time. That's rarely done for security and other reasons, but this is one occasion on the annual calendar where the President of Israel and the Prime Minister of Israel both show up at the same event. They uh, are there uh, laying wreaths this morning. We just caught uh, President Isaac Herzog doing that and then uh, Prime Minister Naftali Bennett. For both gentlemen, it is their first time sort of presiding over the official ceremonies at Yad Vashem. They both gave speeches last night very powerful. Uh, President uh, Isaac Herzog, uh, we've had been able to establish a good relationship with him. His uh, um, father was president of Israel as well, his grandfather chief rabbi of Israel, so their family has a long legacy as a, a leading family here in Israel, and he had his moment to sort of add to that legacy, and it was a very remarkable speech that he gave last night, very touching, very appropriate in so many ways, and we're going to bring you excerpts of that speech last night at the opening ceremonies for Yom HaShoah from Warsaw Ghetto Square here at Yad Vashem in Jerusalem. Yes, 
There are moments in which one black and white photo tells the whole story, reverberates all of the words. I am standing here before you as I carry with me, etched in my heart, such a photo. A rare picture that anyone who has seen it will never be able to forget. The eyes see it, the brain perceives it, but the soul does not want to believe it, that the black and white is actually darker than black. It is not a picture of the big numbers, the thousands, the tens of thousands, the millions. It is a photo of one family, a Jewish family, a family executed by the Nazi satanic henchmen and their collaborators. A mother and her son at the edge of the pit. The barrels of the rifles touching her back. You cannot see the face of the woman, nor the faces of her children. A moment before her body collapses into the pit of death, she bends down towards her young children. And in one moment, all the rifles emit smoke. They shoot her together. They do not suffice with one bullet. They are coordinated, efficient. One child falls beneath her. With whatever power she has left in her, the mother holds the hand of her young son, who is sitting barefoot on his knees on the blood-drenched land. What did the mother whisper to her little son? Did she tell him not to cry? And the boy, did he cry? Did he keep quiet? Did he understand? Was he afraid? The picture is silent, but its voice cries out, shocking, mesmerizing. Thou shalt not kill. Lay not thine hand upon the lad. You may take the young, but be sure to let the mother go. Do not slaughter a cow or a ship and its young on the same day. The photo was taken on October 13, 1941. When I saw it, in Wendy Lauer's book, a book that was all about this picture, focusing only on it, I felt my entire being overcome with sadness, rage, and pain. These atrocities occurred in so many towns and villages, more than we can count, and in all of them the sun shined over the valley, birds chirped, the forest was quiet, and the slayer slew and slew and slew. Citizens of the State of Israel, throughout uh, the European Holocaust, Jewish European Holocaust, girls, women, the elderly, and men were led to the pits of death and slaughtered. Like the mother and her young son, they didn't leave behind them a name or anything to be remembered by. Like wheat chiff falling behind the harvester, the Jews fell into the pit, and there was no one to collect them. The massive killing of the Jewish people, humanity's darkest hours started like this in what was later called the Holocaust in bullets. Afterwards, the Nazi beast that could not be satiated accelerated the extermination processes until it reached a monstrous scale. Millions of our people were tortured, murdered, massacred by the most horrific machine of evil known to mankind. Brothers and sisters, three years after the gates of camps opened up, Holocaust survivors became the heroes of the resurrection. A miracle, 
role models and a symbol. The state of the Jews was established like a beacon expressing the triumph of light over darkness, promising that a Jewish child will never have to hide in a dark and isolated cellar from those who seek to kill him. Parents will never be torn from their children and set on their last journey only because they were Jews. And never, ever will despicable murderers stand behind a Jewish family, shoot them, and throw them into the valley of the shadow of death. The Jewish response to history is to remember not just the scientific and sterile memory, not just archival documentation, but first and foremost, as the basis, a profound and existential memory that awards the history meaning, one that is reflected in everything we do, helps us grow, builds us as a nation, makes us better and more worthy. Beloved Holocaust survivors, your memory is our memory. And the task of imparting it is a task we all share. It is our duty to teach the lessons of the Holocaust and pass them on from generation to generation. We have no hope and we have no justification as a nation and as a state if we do not remember forever what has happened to our people in the ghettos, in the cellars of the Gestapo, in the killing pits, in the death trains, in the extermination camps, in the crematoriums, and in all the places where there was no expression of humanity and where there was no trace of compassion. But along with that, we must prove, first and foremost, to ourselves that it is not only history that unites us as a people, it is our common future that serves as a solid basis for deepening our connections, no less than our past. We must continue and build our nation so that it will thrive, grow, and rise to any and every challenge. We must act in a cohesive and determined fashion as we face the terrorism and hatred led by organizations and countries against us and fortify Israel's power like an iron wall in defense of our enemies. Doubting Israel's right to exist is not legitimate diplomacy, but outright anti-Semitism that must be uprooted. We must continue and fight the ugly manifestations of anti-Semitism that is rearing, rearing its head in so many places all over the world, as well as in social media. We must make it clear that even today, eight decades from the darkest abyss in human history, anti-Semitism that threatens our people is a crime against humanity. Beloved Holocaust survivors, even if less and less of you are active and alive today, our commitment to you is ever stronger and must be seen and heard from one end of the world to the next. You, you are the pillar of fire before the camp. You are an inspiration for us all. You make us believe that our path is the right one and encourage us to proceed forward. For the reads of the International Christian Embassy Jerusalem and Christian Friends Worldwide. International Christian Embassy Jerusalem and Christian Friends Worldwide.
citizens of the State of Israel, distinguished guests. I am holding a page of testimony. For the sake of the younger generation, I will explain that a page of testimony is an official form of Yad Vashem that describes the basic details of an individual Jew who was murdered in the Holocaust. When that Jew was born, what was his or her profession, the names of the parents and family, and how he or she were murdered. These pages of testimony were filled over the decades by family members or friends who could reliably and accurately describe the details details of that Jew who perished in the Holocaust. I would like to read to you the details of this page of testimony. The last name of the murdered woman, Reich. First name, blank, missing. Place of birth, Auschwitz. Place of death, Auschwitz. Description of the circumstances of the death taken from her mother in Auschwitz. The details of the person who filled the form, Mother Irene Reich. Age at death, half an hour. Brothers and sisters, the Holocaust is an unprecedented event in human history. I am stating this fact because as the years go by, we hear some people in the world comparing other difficult events to the Holocaust. But no. Even the most difficult wars today are not the Holocaust and are nothing like the Holocaust. No event in history, cruel as it may be, comes close to the extermination of European Jews by the Nazis and their collaborators. History, unfortunately, is rife with tough wars, brutal murders, and genocide. But it is usually a means designed to achieve a goal, some kind of purpose, military, political, economic, religious. The case of the extermination of the Jews is different. Never, at no other place and at no other time, has one nation acted to exterminate another in such a premeditated, systematic, industrial way out of pure ideology. The Germans spared no effort to carry out their mission. What brought them to this? Why? The Holocaust is the ultimate, absolute expression of thousands of years of anti-Semitism. But why is there anti-Semitism? How is it that over 3,500 years ago, Pharaoh decided to exterminate all the Hebrew males, and a thousand years later, Haman wanted to exterminate all the Jews? And why did Britain expel and kill its Jews 700 years ago, and 500 years ago, Spain did the same? And 350 years ago, in Yemen as well. What is the motivation? What is the reason for all these events? The answer is that there is none. There is no reason for anti-Semitism. 
Whenever we are tempted to believe that we have entered a new liberal, modern era in which people no longer hold on to their hatred of the Jews, reality awakens us to the truth. So what lesson do we learn from this? What should we do? My answer is clear. What we must do is stand on our feet, to be responsible for our faith, to rely only on ourselves, to be strong, and to never apologize for our existence or our success. We have built a strong and prosperous Jewish state here in the land of Israel. And this is the goal we have no choice but to meet. The state of Israel must be the strongest, always. We are building bridges to new and old friends, deepening alliances. But alongside our friends and allies, near and afar, we must remember a basic truth. We will exist here in our country only if we deepen our roots in this land of ours. The Holocaust occurred after a little less than 2,000 years of exile of our people, the Jewish people are like a plant that's connected to a particular land. It's true, yes, the plant may exist and somehow survive in another kind of soil, but in order to flourish and thrive, it must connect to its own soil. The Jewish people can somehow exist and live in the diaspora and dream of Jerusalem, but at the end of the day, the natural existence of our people, the real one, can only take place in the physical home, in our original home, here in the land of Israel. Building this home is a duty, but it is also a great privilege for us all. This ceremony this evening opens the events of the Holocaust Remembrance Day, and it also marks the middle point of three very special weeks, the three weeks of resurrection. They begin on Passover, which marks the birth of our people, of our nation, and these three weeks continue next week on Remembrance Day for the fallen soldiers in the Israel Armed Forces and Wars and ending on the Independence Day of the State of Israel. Jewish existence began almost 4,000 years ago on this land. And every act here in the land of Israel, in the State of Israel, is an act of building and triumph. Every house that is built, every baby that is born, every company that is founded, every step that we take in the streams of this this country, every strong that is written, every act of kindness done between people is a brick in this magnificent building called the State of Israel. The building of the State of Israel, the Jewish state in the land of Israel, that is the victory and triumph over those who sought to destroy and exterminate us. Let us all hold tightly to this country, to this land of ours. So that was Prime Minister Naftali Bennett speaking last night at the official opening of uh, the Yom HaShoah ceremonies, Holocaust Remembrance Day ceremonies in Walsall Ghetto Square at Yad Vashem. I think uh, 
Uh, every prime minister that speaks there on this occasion really has to draw that link between the tragedy of the Holocaust and uh, what it meant for the Jewish people, but also the difference today that there is a state of Israel defending itself. There's a lot of soldiers in the audience there last night. The, uh, there's a lot of uh, Holocaust education that goes on before the IDF. They consider themselves as uh, following uh, a purity of arms in conflict. People always, uh, you know, deriding Israel for killing children and such. It's not the case. And they are really motivated to defend this country because of what happened in the Holocaust <clears throat> and to make sure it never happens again. There was also some very beautiful music, uh, musical selections during the official ceremonies last night. We want to bring you a couple of those, one by an Ethiopian Jewish singer and uh, another by a young man. And uh, we'll bring those. And also there's some footage of the, uh, the torch bearers. Each year they select six Holocaust survivors to represent the six million uh, Jews who perished in the Holocaust. And they each light a torch there at uh, Yad Vashem in honor of the victims of the Holocaust. Kol mila shelidim ay 
myself. Well, David's greetings here to from Yad Vashem. And uh, as you can see, there are still people laying wreaths behind me, people who were not part of the official program. And uh, it was again like last night, uh, David, you have been with me, a very moving ceremony how the state of Israel is commemorating the Holocaust. This morning, again, as the sirens were ringing, the whole top leadership of the government was lining up here in order to place a wreath for them. And uh, the Christian embassy was again called forth as the first Christian organization that is allowed to lay a wreath. And this is significant because the ICJ, through the leadership of Malcolm Heading, really broke through the ice into Yad Vashem in order to establish a Christian desk. And I was so delighted today that uh, unlike in the early years, we were not the only Christian institution, but there were dozens of Christian wreaths that were allowed to be laid here at Yad Vashem. It's really a new day also for Jewish-Christian relations. We are very encouraged by the new leadership. Yesterday, I personally felt it was the best uh, live program that was came, coming out from Yad Vashem, very touching, especially to hear the Prime Minister of Israel. So we are so privileged as International Christian Embassy to be part of what Israel is doing, to lay a wreath here, to commemorate the six million Jews that have been killed during the Holocaust, and to show Israel our solidarity, and also to affirm that history will not repeat itself. Back to you, David moving to uh, see over the years the number of Christians being represented uh, there at Yad Vashem and laying wreaths. It's just grown and grown. Even last night at the ceremonies, there were two Egyptian Coptic priests who were there uh, to honor the victims of the Holocaust. Uh, it's it's a, quite a remarkable day, and the Lord did uh, bless us and show favor on us and how, and that the Christian embassy was one that opened the door to Yad Vashem for the, the Christian world. Uh, we also uh, want to give you a, a little sense of the, the torch bearers, those who lit torches, six Holocaust survivors, each with their own remarkable, very touching stories who lit uh, torches for the six million victims of the Holocaust. This again was last night in Warsaw Ghetto Square. The lighting of the torches. Six torches will be lit in memory of the six million, our brothers and sisters who were murdered by the Nazi Germans and their accomplices, and in honor of the Holocaust survivors who reclaimed their lives and joined the national effort to build and establish the State of Israel, and became key partners in the preservation of the memory of the Holocaust and its inculcation to future generations. The lighters of the six torches will be accompanied by their family members. The first torch will be lit by Tzvi Gil, born in Zdunska Vola, Poland. Let the torch be lit. The second torch was supposed to be lit by Shmuel Blumenfeld, born in Krakow, Poland. Sadly, Shmuel passed away two weeks ago and was not able to reach this meaningful moment. His son, Arya Blumenfeld, will light the torch on his behalf. The third torch will be lit by Olga Ki from the Chik family, born in the town of Ufeherto, Hungary. Let the torch be lit.
משמר יעבור לדום, משמר דום, משמר יעבור לנוח, עמוד נוח. The fourth torch will be lit by Arya Shilansky, born in Shavli, Lithuania. Let the torch be lit. The fifth torch will be lit by Saul Spielmann, born in Vienna, Austria. Let the torch be lit. The sixth torch will be lit by Rivka Elitzo from the Lissauer family, born in Amsterdam, the Netherlands. Let the torch be lit. Of course, uh, every one of these six uh, torch lighters uh, have their own stories, very uh, touching, very agonizing in many ways. All, each of them lost family in the Holocaust. Their stories were, were told. Uh, last night in the ceremonies, and uh, you know, it just seems very appropriate in, in a way. This one uh, torch lighter, Shmuel Blumenfeld, was selected um, weeks or months ago by Yad Vashem to be one of the torch bearers, but he passed away just 12 days ago. And I say it seems sort of appropriate. The fact is that there are around 160,000 Holocaust survivors living in Israel now but they're passing away quickly. They're all in their 80s or 90s. There's a thousand of them that are over 100 years old, and every day there are 44 or so on average dying. And uh, someone on our staff, Yudit Setz, she's our longest serving staff member, 35 years with the Christian Embassy. She really uh, started developing a burden for the Holocaust survivors here in Israel, knowing that soon they would all pass away. And those that are still with us, she wanted to do something to help care for them. And out of that burden uh, came our home for Holocaust survivors in Haifa. Yudit Setz, her husband Will, are overseeing our team of Christian volunteers where they, they care for Holocaust survivors on a daily basis. We have around 70 of them who reside there. They have a ceremony that will be held today for Yom HaShoah. And we want to go to Haifa live now to Yudit and uh, get an update from her on what's happening there. I think she has a survivor with her. Hi. Uh, it's wonderful to be, uh, to be with you on this very difficult day, actually, for Israel and certainly also for all the people here in, uh, in Haifa, uh, in the Haifa home. And, uh, and um, yeah, what's happening here, it's, you know, already since yesterday, uh, our... Um, our residents, they are invited to all kinds of places. Esti, that is sitting next to me, she was speaking in a Technion for a lot of students and other resident of us, uh, Renata, she was actually in, uh, also in a Technion speaking for the English speaking people. And, um, you know, they were at radio interviews. So it's a busy day for them, but a very heavy day. And at three o'clock here, we 
the the street already now they're all cleaning the municipality came to cut down uh grass and the rest of it so it's all ready the street will be blocked off and there together with many soldiers many uh, policemen of course our dear dear residents and uh, actually you know dignitaries we have different people from the knesset member of knesset Eli cohen and others are coming to uh, to speak and also they always give us as icj the privilege to be one of the speakers and the funny thing is that usually they shimon would even put us before uh, you know the members of knesset to speak because we're so important part of this uh, this home and i can tell you it's a very heavy day for our survivors but it's a heavy day for all of israel because more and more i realize the longer i live here the it's such a tremendous tremendous wound in the in the heart not just of holocaust survivors and their families but of the whole nation and uh, even when our dear survivors will not be anymore with us it's so important that we remember and i think another thing that our residents uh, really I, of course not enjoy but what they find so important is that israel itself remembers but also that the world will remember and that why it's so good that icj uh, you know does in the different countries the ceremonies and, and to this webinar that that the people in the world remember what has happened so it's easy to say for us uh, you know lest we forget and never again but uh, it means that we have also to do action in order to take care that it indeed will never happen again Thank you, Judith, uh, coming to us from the ICJ's Home for Holocaust Survivors in Haifa. She was there with Esti Lieber, and uh, we think it's so important when you talk to these Holocaust survivors, uh, you know, while they were still uncovering the whole depth and uh, immensity of the Holocaust, there were already people denying it, and a lot of these survivors will tell you their greatest fear, their biggest worries is that people will continue to deny it, to say it didn't happen. And we hope in these last years that they are taking great comfort, not only that Christians are caring for them now, helping them live out their lives with dignity, but that uh, we are vowing and committing to carry on the uh, story of what they went through and their suffering and uh, make sure uh, no one uh, forgets, lest we forget. This is a phrase that we want to really capture going forward for Christians around the world to always remember, make that determination to uh, always keep open, open and alive the memory of the suffering of the Jews during the Holocaust and also the victory of Israel today. Thank you, Yudit, uh, for that. I also um, had the privilege uh, of talking to Sara Granitza, who is the director of Christian Friends of Yad Vashem. This is a unique initiative uh, at Yad Vashem in partnership with the Christian Embassy. They have a, a Christian desk there at Yad Vashem and, and a special arm that reaches out to the Christian world. Sari Granitza is the director of it because she's so busy here on Yom HaShoah, uh, hosting so many people from around the world, especially a Christian leadership seminar that we're sponsoring this week. 
Uh, I saw some of these Christian leaders uh, uh, last night. There are who's who within the Christian world. It was wonderful to see them here spending a whole week getting Christ uh, educated about the Holocaust. But I spoke to Sari last week because she's so busy today. We went ahead and interviewed her last week about our partnership and some other things that are going to be happening between us and Yad Vashem. Here's my talk with Sari Granitza. We're very happy to be joined now by Sara Granitza. She's the director of Christian Friends of Yad Vashem. And uh, sorry, it's great to, to have you. I know it's a busy time for you, hosting so many people around the world, including Christian leaders, but uh, nice to see you today. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Yam HaShoah, Israel's uh, official Holocaust Remembrance Day, uh, it's a very busy time for, for Yad Vashem, hosting so many people from around the world in such a, a, a solemn occasion, honoring uh, the, all the six million Jewish victims of the Holocaust, remembering the martyrs, the, the heroes and such. But what, what does Yad Vashem mean to you personally? I mean, the Yam HaShoah, personally. Well, um... It really has a very, very deep meaning. Um, we just, we are in the midst actually of Pesach, uh, Passover holiday for the Jewish people. Uh, just a few days ago on Friday night, we celebrated uh, the first eve of Pesach. We were, where families were sitting around the table gathered together, reading the Haggadah, the book, which tells the story. And one of the main, uh, commands and the main laws for this holiday is that you shall tell your children. We shall tell our children about the exile, the exodus out of Egypt, out of slavery. And that is a very, very powerful thing within Judaism, within the Jewish people, to tell our children. And actually, Christians and Jews together, you know, reading the Bible we see that command of, of remembering, of commemorating again and again. We have to go forward, but we always have to remember. And Yom HaShoah, the Holocaust Memorial Day here in Israel, is exactly that. Years have passed, you know, it's almost 80 years after, uh, it's 80 years after the war, survivors are passing, um, I can share with you, it was in the news that unfortunately, one of the torchlighters who was supposed to be with us here this coming Wednesday, just passed away uh, a few days ago. So they're really, you know, they won't be with us. That's the way life is. They will not be with us forever. So it is our responsibility to remember. And that's what we do on the Holocaust Memorial Day. But the Holocaust Memorial Day is just one such day, what Yad Vashem does throughout the years, throughout the years, is exactly that. Collecting information, gathering information from uh, survivors, researchers who do their uh, research work, and then uh, documenting everything and disseminating the information. Uh, I can share that, thank God, after, you know, more than two years of COVID, uh, we, the Christian Friends of Yad Vashem, the Christian Desk within Yad Vashem, is going to open the Christian Leadership Seminar 
this um, this coming uh, Monday, mm-hmm. Monday evening, so- they will these leaders. Uh, this is a joint project of ICJ and Yad Vashem, where we bring Christian leaders from all over the world to Israel, to Yad Vashem, and they learn. And, uh, and that is so important for people to understand, because we know that today there's so much misinformation and disinformation, and to have people knowledgeable with accurate information, with the knowledge, it helps us be relevant today, helps us as people, as human beings, as Christians and Jews in the world to fight anti-Semitism, to fight hatred, um, so that we won't see uh, atrocities happening. Mm. And unfortunately, it's relevant all the time. Mm. Yes. Uh, so we will have Christian leaders uh, on site at Yad Vashem studying as part of this Christian leadership uh, uh, seminar during Yom HaShoah, during the whole week and taking part in the ceremonies. I, I've uh, been part of that myself, and it's uh, just uh, really excellent work that you're doing there to help educate Christians. We have this partnership between the Christian Embassy and Yad Vashem now for over 15 years to create a Christian desk, a Christian Friends of Yad Vashem. Uh, and besides this Christian Leadership Seminar, what else do you do in that? As director of it, you're traveling all the time. I know you get invites from our branches. Right. So, um, well, I have been in this position for just over three years while two of them were with COVID. So it was very, very challenging. But yes, before COVID, um, I was in Germany with the ICJ there on the International Holocaust Memorial Day, which was an, a very moving and powerful uh, meeting and events. And uh, we, I was given uh, speaking opportunities. I was in the United States. Um, all this was uh, is very, very important. And yes, I travel to different places to speak uh, and to teach and to get our to get our partners to continue on with this important work. Mm-hmm. Um, another big project that we, are run, we will be running now with ICJ, ICJ is actually leading it, is um, donating towards the commemoration of the righteous among the nations. Those yeah, I was going to ask you about this very important project. Please tell us. So, um, Yad Vashem was established by the Israeli government by a law of the Israeli government. It had it's a, it's a long law. One of the uh, items there is uh, to recognize those non-Jews who helped save Jews uh, from persecution and death during the Holocaust itself, while actually risking themselves and their families. There weren't millions of them, unfortunately. You know we can count the numbers, number of, um, of the righteous. We have today close to 28,000 uh, people who are recognized as righteous. We have uh, 6 million victims. Uh, but each and every righteous is a, is a light in itself. And when our guests enter Yad Vashem, the first thing that they encounter are the trees. The trees on the mountain of remembrance in Yad Vashem are all planted in memory of those righteous among the nations. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I know you have the avenue of the trees of the righteous between your entrance lobby and then the museum itself. So people see this, it's prominently featured, but on the mountain of remembrance, there's several thousand of these trees. Huh? Exactly. More than 2000 trees. Uh, thank God, I must say, there's no more room for trees. So we also have a garden of righteous among the nations, but we commemorate each and every uh when we receive a story of a righteous, a family who says there is this non-Jew who helped save us, we research it. And there is a committee headed by a former a judge, uh, a Supreme Court judge, who uh, finalizes and gives uh, this recognition. I want to share with you that even just last September, September 2021, there was another case that was recognized, another righteous that was recognized. And just mm -hmm. a few weeks ago, the descendants of that righteous were saved by the state of Israel, by Yad Vashem, out of Ukraine and brought here to Israel uh, for a safe uh, environment to be here until uh, these horrible times are uh, will end in Ukraine, in Europe, and in, while uh, they're here, they're actually living. Uh, they're hosted by Yad Vashem employees. Uh, and Yad Vashem helps support these people with medical care and uh, food and everything that they need while uh, they're staying here. Of course, also the state of Israel gives some, but uh, Yad Vashem is funding this, um, this very, very important uh, project. So. The story of the righteous is, is an ongoing one. Mm. Uh, and, and as I said, even September 2021, we still have new cases that are being recognized all the time. The project that we're now running with the righteous among, uh, with the ICJ is uh, to preserve these trees. These trees, they're an everlasting, everlasting green. They're green all year round. And they have so much uh, meaning. A tree is, uh, you know, the tree of life. The, the Bible, the Torah is, is, is the tree of life. Mm -hmm. And we all believe in that. And uh, it symbolizes life. It has deep roots, but it, it grows like we grow when we do good. And it does so much good, the green. It's good for the earth, but it mm -hmm. also gives shade from mm -hmm. the sun and it protects us. So it's so symbolic. So when you come into Yad Vashem, you have actually, like you mentioned, David, two roots. When you come in, you see on your right, the Avenue of the Righteous Among the Nations. Mm -hmm. On your left, you see the bridge going into the museum. And each and every one of us, we have to make our choices in life. So it's symbolic. In English, it even works very well. Either you take the right path on your right, mm -hmm. and you uh, learn from the Righteous Among the Nations, or you, uh, you're a bystander, or you collaborate with the perpetrators, and God forbid, you deteriorate in that path. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, we're going to give uh, more information on how you can support uh, Yad Vashem and the way uh, it's very commendable, sorry, the way that you honor even the righteous Gentiles who rescued Jews during the Holocaust at great risk to their lives. We really 
uh, appreciate that and making it part of our partnership and mission as well. Uh, the, uh, to learn more about it, you can go to give.icej.org slash Yad Vashem. We'll put that address up for you here. We'll talk about it more later here in this webinar. But thank you, sorry for your time. I know you're very busy. Thank you for joining thank us you. early. So thank you for your partnership. We need our friends. Uh, to continue on with this very, very important mission. Thank you. Thank you, Sora. Thank you. Our thanks again to Sari Granitza of uh, the Christian Friends of Yad Vashem. She's a great partner to work with in this initiative. And uh, I just want to mention the, that uh, Yad Vashem has been going through a leadership change in recent months. Uh, General Avner Shalev, the president of the Yad Vashem uh, Presidium, uh, left office after so many years, and he's been replaced by Danny Dayan. Uh, Danny has been uh, a diplomat uh, and a uh, Knesset member, different things that he's done in his uh, career. But uh, he um, uh, also attended our Feast of Tabernacles several times on Israeli guest night. So he knows the embassy. He's the new chairman of Yad Vashem. And he has met with Dr. Jurgen Bueller, our president. And they've really made a commitment together to continue to work uh, through Christian Friends of Yad Vashem and even expand that work. And the gentleman who oversees the International Relations Division, which is where the Christian desk is, is located uh, within their structure, uh, it used to be Shia Ben Yehuda, who helped found Christian Friends of Yad Vashem with Reverend Malcolm Heading of the Christian Embassy. Uh, Shia retired as well recently, and he's been replaced by a gentleman named Heim Gertzner. Jurgen has met with him as well, and we're very excited uh, about the, the real sense of uh, partnership uh, going forward with them. They are excited to work with Christians through the Christian Embassy. And the one of the ways that we can do that is honoring the legacy of the righteous Gentiles ourselves. I mean, it, most of these were Christians, but there were others as well who helped rescue, hide, save, feed uh, Jews at risk to their own lives during the Holocaust. Uh, all over the mountain of remembrance, the Yad Vashem campus here in Jerusalem, there are over 2,000 trees to honor righteous Gentiles. They're all planted in the name of different righteous Gentiles. You can help uh, us maintain uh, these trees, uh, help keep them with their upkeep, uh, and, uh, and also you'll get a, a certificate and the story of a righteous Gentile. And you can do that by going to give.icej.org slash Yad Vashem. That's give.icej.org forward slash Yad Vashem. That should uh, also appear on the screen here. And that's a way that you can support it or else you can just go ahead and give a general donation to support the work of Christian Friends of Yad Vashem through the ICEJ. Well, we're coming to the end of our Yom HaShoah special broadcast for our weekly webinar now. We're going to leave you now with some of the special music from last night's ceremony to open uh, the Yad Vashem observances at Warsaw Ghetto Square at Yad Vashem here in Jerusalem.
דברים שרציתי לומר ואינם נענים לי. מילים שבחרתי אינן הטובות מכולם. עמוקים מני המסודות שאינם מובנים לי. שאולי לא אבין, לא אבין לעולם. לא בכל הדרכים שרציתי ללכת הלכתי בדרכים שהלכתי טעיתי ודאי לא פעם אחת בעצבות מעלה כל שמחה כל שמחה ששמחתי לא ביקשתי דבר דבר שעבר Thank you for joining us today. We'll see you next Thursday at 4 p.m. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on our social media pages for more exclusive ICJ content.